p.m. Every Sunday, town's always about the culture. The want sculpture, recording every Friday. So here with our way, no need to catch a flight away. Stay tuned for our take. But how are y'all answering the question before we start the pod? See? And then and then then dude then dude's gonna be silent. Then dude's gonna be silent when the question get asked. Yo, this this recorded though. This recorded. Oh yeah, yeah. So we we just gotta chop it and put this part right in the middle, yo. Fuck all that. (laughs) I mean Oh, but yeah, my fault. Go ahead, Corey. My fault. <laughs> yeah, start it up. Start it up. Start it up. Dude, I'm gonna ask a question. They're gonna be looking at each other like, <laughs> yo, nah. But what's going on, everybody? We are back. We are back. Episode 81 of After Dinner Conversations. We're literally just sitting here talking about how it's how much time has been since we first got started with the podcast, and you know how the podcast has grown. So it's amazing that we're here at 81 episodes. Um, the gang is all here. And as we always do, let's go around and check in and see how everybody is doing before we get started. How everybody doing? Exhausted. I'm a little stressed. Y'all more tired than me. So I won't, I won't, like, I'm, I'm exhausted. As you know. I'm definitely, I'm definitely tired for sure. Yeah. Not stressed. Like I can't, you know, operate stress. Like, you know, like when you think of undergrad, like this, a lot of stuff to do. Um, sports teams are stressing me out too, which is not helpful. Um, yeah, listen, man, at least you're still in it, bro. <laughs> now nah, you got you got that blissful peace. <laughs> it's over already. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, I hope we go as far as we can, but it's just I don't know. You, all you gotta do is bring it home one time. But you know, this just shows like I don't know for people who like don't even know like NBA playoffs like that. It just like that closeout game is tough, man. It's, you have to be on like an otherworldly gear, like. Not, not trying to slander, but there's really only one team who didn't, you know, who didn't get a win in the playoff, like at least one or two wins. Like, you know, it's hard. Like, teams don't want to go away. Um, and like, I don't know. I just, I love, I love like when when people have to face higher challenges. They're just like, you know, either you're going to yeah. show up or, you know, you're going to bring yourself to that higher limit, a higher level, or, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, it's still stressful to watch them because I have no control. I, I'm, I'm out the way out there hooping, like, you know. Right. <laughs> I got to just hope, hope and pray, like, you know, they can be their best selves, which I think they will. I have them in six games anyway. So. I did too. So I after tonight is when everything gets really spicy. I know. Right now, people just, like, people are, like, um, don't like social media. I think people are, like, there's, like, kind of, like, foaming at the mouth. They're just waiting for it to be that oh, yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this, me, I, I, it's not like I want it to happen, but, my God, I mean, it will be tough. I mean, I, I I think I don't know if Corey's seen it, but I was waiting for the Nets to lose. That was that 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 made my entire <laughs> Bro, I'm month. Su- I'm actually surprised at how that series went. I'm uh, yeah. actually surprised how everybody's surprised. Went. Pure, you, you pure, pure NBA, Hoopers bro. are in shambles, bro. Pure Hoopers are in shambles. I haven't heard an argument yet of why it happened. Steve Nash is not a valid excuse to me. Ain't ain't enough coach in the world when you when you come down, dribble, 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 dribble. You've been doing that your whole career. Now the coach. Nah, don't get me started. I'm I'm tired, Mike. You said you stressed. Corey, how are you doing? Man, um, I'm stressed too, uh, similar to Mike, you know, not nothing crazy, but definitely, you know, got to buckle down for this next, you know, week and a half to finish some stuff up. But, you know, May is looking real nice in terms of being able to relax and travel a little bit. So uh, should be a good month. Let me just buckle down, get through this next week and a half um, and finally get some breathing room. So I'm looking forward to it. You about to hit up some concerts or not? Um, I know there's, actually, one, there's, one, there's one next month in D.C., right? Or am I tripping? Yes, there's next month in D.C. Um, most of my concerts are actually in June. 
Mm. Um, so there's two, there's a concert, well, two festivals, um, one in Baltimore, one in Philly, uh, that I'll be at that we could talk about. I don't know if dudes try and pull up, but maybe, yeah. We'll so see. June, June is concert month. May okay. is just see some folks, uh, work trips type of stuff. Mm. Um, I get through. Yep. That's true. Okay. Um, but yeah, should be looking good. The summer is getting ready to start. I think the warm weather is finally here to stay because Hopefully. I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but the weather has been so back and forth here. No, no, seventy. No, I have like no. That, that's exactly what I have. I have like today right now sixty, but last night it was like thirty-five. I'm like thirty-five to sixty. Tomorrow's probably going to be forty again, and then Saturday's going to be beautiful. I bet because I think last week was like eighty. And this week yeah. is looking like it's about to be 80 again. I uh, can't relate. <laughs> it's been in the 80s all week. <laughs> it's rain like must be nice. one time. True Southern weather, bro. True Southern weather. We're out it here having that. 86, 87, 88, 86, 89, 83, 88, 89. Those are the next like seven days. It's all 80s. Like. Me and Corey too close to Mason-Dixon line. So we're teetering, bro. <laughs> we're just, we're just, Steven yeah, no, finds no. a way to use Mason-Dixon line every <laughs> podcast. <bro. laughs> yeah, no, I've never heard nobody yeah. use that phrase that much. All right, Corey, you know, I told you the same thing when you first, oh, I first heard it like 2016. Yeah, he, he still <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yo. That's funny. Um, yeah. All right, let's trans. Let's keep it moving. I'm glad everybody uh, is doing well. I'm about to transition into cocktail hour. So I think the first question I think is on the top of everybody's mind, and y'all probably have seen it different on being on Twitter. But the response to Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. What were y'all initial thoughts on that? Um, what have y'all seen? You know, other people's thoughts being on that. Man, I'm not gonna hold you first. When I first saw it, I kind of laughed. Cause like I knew it was real and I knew it was actually a strong possibility when he sent that like little letter, just because Twitter amongst all the other social platforms, well, most of them are owned by Facebook anyway, um, outside of Snapchat, have struggled to like find profitability outside of ads and like this entire existence. Like Facebook has its marketplace, you know, you can buy and sell on Facebook and do all this type of stuff, campaigns. Twitter is kind of like it shows you a little ad on your timeline. That's as best they can do, assuming they're not selling your data. So I just knew it was always a struggle profitability. Not a struggle, just they wanted to be up their profitability. And it's very hard. Like they, uh, me and Mike talked about it, I think last week or two weeks ago, about the super followers and stuff like that. You subscribe to somebody. Like they're trying all these ways. Um, but it's not just, it just doesn't have that same jump Facebook has. So when I saw that, and not to mention 45 billion at the time he said, I think the final sign up being like 41 or something after taxes or something. Um, but 45 billion in cash. And that is my final offer. I I'm hard pressed to see how many people would have kept Twitter after somebody comes to you saying, I can give you liquid for your company and billions of dollars. Um, so I was surprised. I, I have very low expectations. Um, I think if anything, this entire, entire day is comedic. Um, but I think it's, it's comedic because of people who are Elon Musk stands are happy for I don't know reason why. And then there's also people who are, and I'll say this for people who are Black, who are keep talking like, we need to make our own platform. And I'm like, you guys don't understand how hard it is to make a platform like Twitter and how to maintain it from a tech perspective. And y'all, no, one, no one's going to want to pay for it anyway. So who, who's going to pay for it? And that's when that whole conversation, every time I see that, I roll my eyes like, boo, 
tomatoes. Like, get him out of here. He doesn't want to invest in it anyway. So that's my thoughts on it. Mike, what you thinking? Um, I thought that um, it was – I guess I was a little – not really uncomfortable, so to say, but – it's kind of like it is what it is type of thing. Um, it's just like the whole exercise of like super wealth is like what's more interesting to me. If that makes sense. Like being able to say, you know what, I'm going to buy this global, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this global platform, and you know, be able to he had you know he had to move around stuff to you know to finance and get the, actually get the money that he needed. Um, and I don't know. I think, but this is my personal thing. I think I've always had problems with singular authority on something like you know maybe like having a whole bunch of shareholders and different mm-hmm. interest groups and you know shareholders across the world is different than like saying like oh i'm the sole owner this is now i'm going to go back to a private company and you know run it how are we going to run it because he can tweet whatever he wants honestly the twitter like you said the tweets are just for the the fans and you know all the people yeah. who interest in who who like his humor um but you know, when when that sales find him and he has that full actual authority within the company, you know, and he ain't gonna do whatever he wants. <laughs> like, you know, no, it doesn't matter what he promises. But you know, none of, I feel like you know we get uh, we get too caught up in the messaging sometimes. I'm like, you know, he's gonna do whatever he wants to do because he bought it. When you, exactly, he owns yeah. it. He owns the global this global you know thing. Like they're gonna he's gonna push or change to whatever he's going whatever he wants it to be. Uh, I'm not predicting what what he's gonna do, but. I'm just saying this whole like the locus of control thing is like dang like you know I it's just I don't think it's gonna be like I don't think it's gonna like you know ruin Twitter if that makes sense you know I don't think like people I also don't think people are gonna stop using it I think I was just a whole cat because they they're back on there today so tweeting like no you know so that so that's what people were saying when when it initially came out oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they were like oh yeah we're I mean, I, I see a lot Twitter. more verified people saying that than anything else, but yeah. <laughs> like, no, I, I, I see comments, celebrities. Bro. I you see, see comments. You see local yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see, see local people. Our boy, so. our boy from down south, he said the same thing. I was like, come on, stop it. They, they, they try to tell me, like, oh, yeah, we did with Tumblr. I'm like, Tumblr was a blogging site. That Yeah, and Tumblr wasn't, wasn't going to transition into... Yeah, this, this how many celebrities yeah. were on Tumblr? Or companies, like, you know? It gets quiet after that. You so. can't move content as you can, as fast as you can with microblogging like Twitter. So, yeah. And, and listen, I'll say this. If, if somehow Twitter devalues the way we've just seen Netflix devalues, I will stand up and give the people a standing ovation. But I have not been convinced about people. I feel like Netflix heard itself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like Netflix heard itself, though. I don't know. Why. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I feel like it just, it just got, it had so much money, but like all these, the products were, like it's very mixed, like what they were putting out. Um, and over a while, then you like it's so long that you weren't really, you know, putting your foot down on the industry, like you know, really, you know, really, you know, containing your stronghold mm-hmm. before everyone's like, oh, they got a streaming service, I could do a streaming service too. What you mean? Yeah. And now, yeah. now look at us now, and we have a whole nice little new market, <laughs> whereas everything's a plus wow. now, Star Plus, Showtime. <laughs> Star it's it's wow. great because even They're think like, what two two years ago it used to be just what Netflix and Hulu, even Netflix just and Hulu, three years, and maybe. And um, what was the other one? Apple TV was there, it just wasn't as prominent at all. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think oh, no. not even Go Apple ahead. TV, Amazon, excuse me. I'm thinking about yes, Amazon, 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 yep. Uh, yeah, and yeah, like, I mean, oh, I'm here too. When HBO got here, HBO, and then I think it changed a lot. When HBO Max got there and Disney mm-hmm. Plus too. I think mm-hmm. obviously COVID changed a lot in terms of everybody being inside. But once HBO yeah, sure. Max started releasing movies on there too, that's you know, really what sold it and replacement and then, of the theaters yeah. that definitely had an impact. 
It did. That first year was lit. <laughs> they, they really released every movie. That it was a good. It was a good strategy because I still I'm still on, on the app today. You know. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, and they still sure. and they're still releasing their movies within like weeks of it coming out. Like Batman just came out like after it's on the yeah. it's on HBO Max now after like mm-hmm. well like a few months. Less than a month, like less than yeah. a month, maybe. You think it was less than a month? Uh, well, if, we going fast. from March thirteenth, and I think it came out last week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so look, either a month, a month or six weeks, something a month yeah, like, less, you know, than, less than two. Definitely less than that's two. Solid. People, for they, people who can't make it to the movies, yeah. You know, and they broke their records that they needed to. They made their money in theaters in their first the first week opening, so man i don't know man I just it's, it's a big fumble drop man it's like they keep playing because even like anybody knows netflix they buy a lot of the shows on there like it's a small company whatever mm-hmm. or a small um production studio and they're like we like this put on netflix and they will beef it up those last two or three seasons mm-hmm. and they keep playing like you know they keep playing with the hulus and the disney pluses of the world and even hbo max like netflix is relying on a lot of british shows I don't think anybody's noticed this. Like the I've, I've definitely, I've you definitely know what I'm saying? Yeah. Peaky Blinders of the World. Um, what's the other one called? Top Boy and all these other, even um, mm-hmm. unless I'm mistaken, this was also on uh, Netflix at one point. The the dude who plays Doctor Strange, he was in the show mm-hmm. called um, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> was Sherlock Holmes? Is, is that on BBC or no? It might still be on BBC, not on Netflix. But it's yeah. just, shows like that have been catching. Like the fire on Netflix and it's again starting again with those Korean shows and they're they keep playing people. All these companies are gonna do the same thing with those shows too. Mm-hmm. Like all it takes you to fumble once or twice and they're gonna pick them up and add them to their content. I mean, I start I watched episode three of Moon Knight today. That's a fire show. That's a fire show. They 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 locked down Egypt and everything. They they got it, bro. Music is great. Cinematically is great. It's, man, I could talk all that, but. Yeah, I got, yeah, I heard about that. The series, series production studio. I'll talk, studio. I'll talk, I'll talk about it after. And Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it went downhill bad. once they once they had to give back all their Marvel shows, like Daredevil and everything. I, and like The Office, The Office was like that was the really the pinnacle of the fall begin. Because I, I I can't tell you how many people tell me they've rewatched The Office four or five times just playing it at home on Netflix. That's true. And now they got to get Peacock. That's a tough. But even, but even look, but even look at Peacock, right? I think we forget how much of a hold NBC has had, you know, in terms of television over the years. That there's there's a lot of stuff on Peacock. Even not, even just not like television though. Like Peacock, and I st- it's still like this, but you can still get like the basic games. But like they have a monopoly now over most of the English Premier Soccer League games, mm. and so any game that's not like a prime time game so like nine o'clock or 11 o'clock on a saturday morning or sunday those 13 or 14 other games are almost all exclusively streamed on peacock and the like the growing number of people in the u.s not to name the millions of people outside the country who watch those are all going to tap in because it's five dollars a month i got to watch my favorite team when they're not on main tv yeah so i don't know man it's a lot going on it's a lot going on how, how do you feel about um after Elon Musk made it or going through the proceedings to buy Twitter that the Tesla stock has dropped so much. How do I feel about that? Yeah, like uh, just this is general. Thought. Oh, yeah. I mean, Elon Musk owes me 20K. I talked to you about this already, Mike. <laughs> um, because every time he touches something that I put my money in, it seems to start tanking, bro. And like, of course, like Dogecoin is like memeified everything cool. I'm not really mad yeah, about Dogecoin. Yeah, I'm just annoyed. Yeah. But them other cryptos, bro. <laughs> Like, and rightfully so, like Bitcoin uh, consumes a lot of energy. It's not the most economically friendly, so I understand that. Mm. But he, 
he still like almost single-handedly like tanked the crypto market, right? And it has it still hasn't recovered. It still hasn't recovered. We're being honest. I my money around that time when you sent that tweet out. And, about and we were up bigly, Corey. Let me we tell were, you right now. Like, we I, I wasn't up bigly. I wasn't talking crazy. Like the people online talking about who, who want to pull to my mansion in a couple of months. Like they mm. were wilding. <laughs> I haven't heard from them since. There is no mansion. There's that. But... <laughs> That's true. You know, the crypto, even crypto Twitter used to be a lot more. Active. It used to be active. Like people were mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, if it keeps going up like this, I'm going to be a millionaire. And it's stopping. That's the worst thing about money. It doesn't always go up, it goes down. Yeah. And yeah. crypto, I told, I'm like, Steve, I try to tell people that basic, like, macroeconomic point. Money is a cycle. Like, you can't always trust that the good times are going to be forever. You know? No. Or like, always, 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 I mean, you go, you, you can, of course, you try your best to maintain your profit, but like, it's mm-hmm. not going to. It's gonna it's gonna be up and down. Like, uh, well, we're talking about more like economy stuff too. So, but yeah, to answer your question, Mike, I'll get back to the question. Um, because I, I still I want to say I still have my Tesla stock. I don't think I sold it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't sell it. Uh, I, I was very I was very intrigued. Um, because I naturally thought it was gonna drop. I feel like every time there's a big purchase, a stock related to it always drops. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, or that stock the the price of that company itself always uh, deflates a little bit. But I was, I was very surprised um, just because I feel like there's always this craze around Elon Musk that, if anything, like his cryptos, and I'm not saying because he owns them, like the Dogecoin and some of the other alternate coins were going up in trade volume the same time Tesla was dipping. Um, so it's something I was just been watching closely for like the last three or four days. Um, but I, I was just very intrigued. Um, I wasn't surprised. I think I was surprised at the magnitude that was happening and how quickly it was happening. But yeah. Like I said, I think it's it's gonna be like that for a little while, um, just because of how he went about his acquisition of Twitter. It was like in the most like he did he did the formalities, but it started off in the most informal way possible. It was three a thread of three tweets saying, "I'm going to purchase Twitter to maximize its potential. I'll buy every stock at a 54 percent premium, making it forty five billion cash, and this is my final offer. If you don't respond, like who just does that?" <laughs> so I don't. So you know. think you think that Tesla's um, stakeholders or stockholders, excuse me, um, you think they're both. You know, you think that they're like very anxious about his, his new purchase. I think they're very anxious. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are very anxious. I think there's been a very critical eye on him recently, even before Twitter, about the success of his That's companies, true. what That's he true. puts his money into. Um, how like because I think he's getting he's getting a little bit of like that Donald Trump rhetoric like well you're just buying these companies and not finishing them. yeah even the um the stuff that happened in his uh the Tesla plant in California mm-hmm. the racism uh, stuff yeah and, and the that's class been a actually like four thousand yeah, four thousand like that's been a conversation for almost two years now yeah um, so yeah. you know I think it's I think it's still in court too I think no it's definitely still in court it's still in court mm-hmm. but I told y'all before the call like anybody who works. For Elon Musk company, you get probably gonna get paid well. Gonna, you're gonna work 60, 70 hours a week, especially if you're an engineer. You know, SpaceX engineers, they're they and they're out indentured servitude, damn near. Mike, I'll call it that. <laughs> Look, it's a, well, I think it's a, I think it's a it's a lot of stuff. I think to answer Mike's question, there's a lot of stuff going on at once. Yeah. I think Steven mentioned a lot of it. You know, there's also even as we look at Tesla, just that automotive market as a whole, you know, mm. in terms of you know, Honda just partnered with Sony, right? Like that's a crazy partnership to think about electric vehicles and just the reliability that Honda has had over the years. So like, there's a, there's just a lot of stuff happening at one time. 
And so I think I would, when I first heard about, you know, the purchase of Twitter, I was like, wow, this one decision is single-handedly, you know, making this impact. But when you look at it, you know, take a step back, there's a lot of stuff going on at one time from a, a lot of different avenues uh, that's really impacting the market sort of on a daily basis, right? There's a new story that comes out every day and yeah. it's all, you know, it's all making an impact. So wait, you said, you said, I'm sorry, you said Sony partnered with Honda. Sony Honda and Sony have a partnership for um, an EV. Oh, think, did they invest it? Okay, okay. I'm yeah. like, damn, what, what don't Sony do? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I think they're talking about market. 2025, I think, or 2026 or something. They want to release mm-hmm. a vehicle together. I think it'll probably be under a combined company name or something like that. But Definitely. Sony is trying to get... They've already released a concept vehicle at some auto shows, so... There's going to be a lot happening in the next couple of years with electric vehicles. And I think that has a direct impact on Tesla that used to sort of be the clear leader. But, yes. you know, with Rivian and some of these other companies that are coming out right now, it's a lot changing. There's a company. I'm trying to remember the, the name. Let's try to Google it real quick. Um, I want to say it's something star. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's a company. I, I want to say it's based out in Arizona. Um, it's not Polestar, is it? It uh, is Polestar. Yes, yeah. Polestar. And like when, t- like, because Tesla's the idea of like electric luxury mm-hmm. vehicle. Yeah. Um, and Polestar, I don't, th- I don't know, I don't think y'all ever like seen the cars or sat in them. Yeah. I sat in one in the mall. Are you sat in them? I've seen I've them. Sat, I haven't sat in them. Okay. I've sat in one at the mall, and it's like a. It's to me, in my opinion, it's I would take that over a Tesla. Like it got really? the Benz feel with the big interior like the whole little ipad big screen and everything because it has like the you know how tesla kind of has like just the black and uh some other color they got like you know that nice brown leather like you mm-hmm. saying like you in a bentley or something it got the all black cars it got some white ones it's very very nice and they they compare pretty well with tesla when it comes to like i think mileage is on a full charge it could do up to like 200 plus or something like that um but you know, Tesla keeps playing because they were every they were selling fully autonomous cars by 2025 or you know more electric stations, all that. And it's really cool. But these other companies, they're coming in fast. BMW has a really nice electric car I seen the other day. It is yeah. tough. Even it even is- a lot of the, a lot of the mm-hmm. Korean manufacturers, Hyundai and uh, Kia, have made significant investments into the electric market. GM has oh. been doing a bunch of stuff in the EV market. So. It's crazy right now in terms of cars and somebody that loves cars, like hearing, like there's a literally a news story every day, every day. So 2025, 2026, that's the benchmark I have, I think, for most companies in terms of like a really efficient electric vehicle and in some cases, fully autonomous. You think fully autonomous by then? You think so? That's what that's what they sold. GMC Mm -hmm. is one of them that said when they partnered, I forgot who GMC was partnered with. I can't remember off the top of my head, but GMC and another company partnered with each other. They said it was going to have a fully autonomous vehicle within 10 years. And this was at least two or three years ago, if I remember correctly. And so that's going to bring us to at least 2026, 2027, the latest. Okay. So like, because, you know, there's already like semi-autonomous cars Tesla has made, Google has made, Apple has a car vehicle that they're working on too. There's a bunch of people working out there. And so we're, we're at the point where it's like, Whoever hits it first and hits it right in the next five or six years, they're going to own the market. You just but can't make mistakes. That's the from, problem. From, from a tech perspective, Steven, I don't know. We're going to move on after this. I ain't even mean for this to go on this long. But 
from a tech perspective, can something truly be fully autonomous if the other vehicles around it aren't autonomous as well? Yeah, it could. The pro okay. the pro the, the problem is the problem is it's just that it's it won't it just won't be able to be maximized as the functionality. Like it's going to like suppose like you know people speeding on the road. Exactly, like exactly. Suppose, I was. Like, it's yeah. still going to be autonomous. Like the, the engineers are going to take that to they, they can't build autonomous vehicles. Assuming everybody else is going to be autonomous, need to work okay. through those things. Mm -hmm. It's just that if there's a bunch of autonomous vehicles on the road moving and it's doing easier their things, to. Naturally, the con yeah, the concept yeah. is going to be more efficient because you're not going to have the irregularities of bad human driving. This person breaks too fast. Yeah. This person, say even, yeah, they can probably even have that. Um, I forgot what it's called. Like when they're trying to build it, is that is that what five G is? Like the internet of like the next level of like internet um, between like technology. Well, they 5G, can communicate with each other. Five G. Well, that concept is called the Internet of Things, and five G helps that because it's no, just it was, stronger. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, that was what I was gonna call it that. I was like, damn, that sounds kind of stupid. No, it's, it's, it sounds wild when we first hear it. People just yeah. call it IoT. People call okay. it IoT, but it means Internet of Things. Like, yeah, okay. Engineers yeah, are not creative, bro. They're not creative. Bro. <laughs> no innovation when it comes to names. Just Internet of Things. Like, how <laughs> we go? Dope, dope. Um, all right. So, dope conversation. Appreciate y'all. Uh, longer cocktail than expected. But moving on into the topic for today. Um, we started talking about it, you know, a little bit the last time I took over the pod for the week in terms of sharing generational wealth and what that looked like and passing down knowledge. And so this week, and I want to talk about the topic of documenting the journey. So in terms of, you know, sharing your story, I think a lot of people look at taking pictures, taking videos to create these memories. Just first, I want to ask, what are just your overall thoughts on the importance of documenting the journey, uh, keeping track of your successes, your struggles, all of that type of stuff? What are your thoughts overall on that concept? Is that like, so, Mike, you can go first, but would you consider journaling part of that or no? I think I would. And we could talk a little bit more about like what mm -hmm. we think okay. um, documenting looks like, but I would count it. Yeah, that would count too. Um, is it important? Yeah, I think it's important, and it's important to do both. Um, damn, no, Steve, your question kind of got me thinking. Like, damn, is that? I don't know if I should say it. Like, you know, is that really a part of it? I do mm -hmm. do that too, and like, I mean, I do, and I do count for struggles and successes when I do that. Um, I often think uh, about I'm like, a, the, like the documentaries and journals that were like found in old houses like years later yeah. that like are now like we publish into books or stuff like that that tell us about the time period. Like that's obviously, yeah. you know, a document. Yeah, I think I, I want to say it's important. Um, and but I think it's 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 just hard. Uh, I think it's important, but important if it's done well. Like I think, you know, to document your successes and failures, you need to not just, you know, put down a paper like, oh yeah, I didn't do this or I didn't do that. Or like, I feel like it requires you bringing a level of like, what is actually, be able to articulate well, what is going on and what the failure was. You might not even know why at that time. It might be over the course of whatever time period that you're talking about your failures, but 
I think I think it's important. And I think, you know, something our parents, you know, probably wish they could do in some format because, you know, they, they're all getting older and there's so much things they yet to pass down to us just because life is short. Um, but I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we even talked about before this podcast is a document, <laughs> um, right. but it's like, you know, it is important to both. I think people, I think we just, as people have trouble documenting our struggles a lot because I think society conditions us to be ashamed of struggling or to always succeed no matter what your struggles are, even as ridiculous as that might sound. As if we're, like, no, like, you know, I think we're supposed to not always like put out our weaknesses or mm-hmm. like make sure that is known. And like, sometimes I think people even struggle with their own, you know, even acknowledges what those struggles are for themselves or the barriers for themselves. Because a lot of us, like, even though we try to eat, even though we put forth, I'm not gonna say try, even though we put forth and like, I really will try hard, like I'm a wake up every day, I'm a grind, I'm work hard. And like, you know, I think sometimes like we we kind of try to like belittle or kind of kind of uh, undervalue the barriers ahead of us. Like, you know, things are still as difficult as they are. Like, you know, if you wake up, you work mm-hmm. jobs, you know, you're spending like, like you said, 40, 60 hours a week um, or 50, 60 hours a week working, you know, trying to support your family and stuff like that, even though you're doing it successfully, like, you know, you're paying your bills, like you're there for your family, for your kids and all that, all that great stuff. It's yeah. still hard. Like, it's very difficult. Like, you know, but even though he was, you know, you know a person can, excuse me, a person can uh, say that and take a lot of pride in what they're doing. Uh, and they definitely want to put that story out there. They're going to put like, you know, they're going to tell the kids, about it, tell their family, all, all the great stuff they're doing. It might be harder to talk about those, the times where, you know, he was, or they were fatigued or overtired or wanted yeah. to give up or, you know, un, you know, were mistreated at, at work or somewhere. Like, you know, like it's going to be harder to like bring that out when we're like, we all we want to do is project, like, uh, especially to like people that, you know, we care about. Um, so, so I think it's important to do both because it's important for people to know your full story. Because if you just think it's all going to be good stuff, you know, you're leaving out like a lot of the real development, developmental parts or experiences that you went through. And that will still make you who you are more than your successes do, you know? Yeah, that's true. Just come four years, three years, 10 years later, like, you know, you know, by the time Corey has his business, you know, that's going to be his one moment of success, you know, when you, you get to get the profits you want, but like the, his whole life leading up to that was all the hard work, like, you know, the college, the, you know, what he's in the program he is now, like what he's doing next, like, that's a lot of hard work. And, like, you know, that, I think Corey should hypothetically put that out into the world, document that, because that matters just as much as, you know, him cutting the rope for the first time. No, I think I think y'all bring up really good points. I think, Steven, to your point about like our parents, you know, wanting to have documented more. I think I literally could have sworn I saw a business ad the other day for like, you know, the way they do like the keepsake, like commercials or whatever yeah. they do. There's there's one that I feel like you send your parent like a prompt and they answer the prompt and like the company puts it into a book. Mm. and like you're able to share it with your family so i think there are i think you know we've started like ancestry.com and all these like, like different things that we're now focused so much on these stories mm-hmm. but i think now you know even more so today with our phones with you know podcasting with stuff like that we're even more we have the, more so the ability to you know take day-to-day stories you know document day-to-day life right people on their phones all the time that's what you know twitter is a, a document you know if you look at it in, yeah. in a lot of ways so i think it is important um and i think you know my question you know too for you all is do you feel like you're actively you know trying to document whatever way it could be you know whether it's you know 
Instagram and you just save the the post or whether it's just on your phone or on your camera roll do you and I think Mike mentioned journaling too you know that you're actively trying to to keep record for later in life I'm not I'm, I'm over here thinking I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a 25 year old memory for the next 45 years or something um, that's right. exactly what my parents probably thought and, and now that you know fool's gold in a way uh, I think which is why I like this conversation I probably should do some more uh, journaling and documenting what's going on in my daily life. I think I only document the success, uh, product of the times we're living in. Um, you won't like you won't see a post from me for like two years on LinkedIn unless it's like you know job change or degree acquired. Uh, and not to say I need to post those things on like my my documenting on LinkedIn per se, but it's like those are the things that end up getting written down in some form of fashion. Um, and I think it's very, very um, easy for me to just say like, oh yeah, you know, these were our, like benchmarks or these are points of success on the journey. And you can assume everything between was me and the grind or, you know, working hard or the failures and everything else is in between. Um, but I, I do a poor, a poor job of that. So the listeners should not listen to me when it comes to doing that. Yeah, I was gonna say I agree. Um, I think it's, um, I wanna be like my older brother because every time we go somewhere new or we go to places, he's picture, video, <laughs> you know, he records everything. <clears throat> it might be because, you know, it might be his dad to have it, but like, you know, I'm still like, he just, he, he gets it. He likes to capture all the moments. Um, and I think I just wanna be able to do more in that way. Um, I feel like, I, I do feel like it's important for like for like our age we are now to be like documenting like how we talk how we saw the world like what we think about yeah. um like who we were like at this moment at, at these moments in these situations because every you know like we all know if you live mm-hmm. life any point you know situations change there's, there's nothing we can do about it like you know where we are now no just compare you don't have to you don't have to do five years ten years like compare every year like you know from where we are from where you were you know april 28th of last year to where you are today like you know you're nice. in a whole di- you're a whole different person a whole different situation might live in a whole different part of the world or you might have a whole new career whole new school classes whatever you call it like you know, a whole new relationship like things change that fast that quickly um mm-hmm. and you know and I don't, we can't take the time for granted because it really does fly by faster than you think. Now I'm sounding cliche, but like it does. It really, like, you know, like the concept of time is like just moving now. And the busier you get when you're older, it's just harder to like even make time to have all of like the, the happy memories because you know, we all work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we all, sure. we all got bills to pay and responsibilities. So, you know, I don't know. I don't want to just wait until like those moments to do that. You know, always when it's always a good time. I just want to make sure like everything is like a story because i just want to pass it down to my kids i know i think that's something i always look forward to like i want to give them a full something to you know know about me when i'm not you know 35 or 40 i'm a whole different yeah. person you know might not be as chipper <laughs> might not be as chipper. you know you know we all need deep in our careers and we start we running you know, organizations and businesses or high level positions and you know can't be super fun all the time when you're doing that you know <laughs> sometimes you gotta put out fires yeah. Yeah. yeah i think yeah. i think it's interesting right and i think mm-hmm. you know i have a couple i can admit that i used to never be like the photo dude you know but we don't need to take a photo like we're gonna come back here you know next year or next summer or whatever the case is yeah but i certainly think that <clears throat> that has changed for me and i think for me so i have a, a handful maybe like two or three of those letter to your future self letters mm-hmm. that you know well, I think I have one literally from like middle school or something like that. And one 
that I did towards the end of undergrad and just looking back and reading. And I always, I always like do them not seriously. Like, I'm just like, yo, bro, like you're going to be good. Like you're going to get through it or whatever the case is. But just, you know, looking at the language, looking at little things like the handwriting, looking at, you know, how I signed it. Like I always sign it in a fun way, whether it be a nickname that I had at the time or whatever the case is to the point where I'm just like, bro, like it's, it was really a, a different time. And, you know, just like what I value, right. You know, some of it's about sports, like you're going to make the team or like, you're going to do like that stuff wouldn't even be in a letter at all at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I'm so glad that we started this and, you know, certain conversations that, you know, we've recorded, you know, offline mm-hmm. or whatever the case that didn't get aired because, you know, that stuff is, that stuff is valuable too. No, because... I kind of forgot about that content. <laughs> We did. We had a lot of those from like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Those, um, those are in the hard drive. I gotta, I gotta go and click those to be honest before people get ideas and try to come from my laptop. Well, deep pandemic folks. But yeah, go ahead. But you know that stuff we'll look back on. You know, twenty years from now at at a cookout with with the kids after a AAU tournament, right? You know, and it'll be like, yo, I can't believe you know. 2020 this was happening or you know 2019 when we first started the pod or 2020 when we first started the pod like this was going on mm-hmm. and so I think it's definitely important that we do and I certainly don't think we do it enough but I think that goes into my next question which I always struggle with is how would you say you you would go about or do go about currently finding a balance between documenting and living in the moment because that is mm-hmm. always where I struggle. Cause I'm like, I don't want to have no phone here. Right. You know, I don't want to have to bring my phone. Out. I don't want it all to be pictures, but I still do want to document aside from like Steven said, like a 25 year strong memory. Right. I want to have something beyond that too. What do you think of Steven? I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I feel like I think it was similar to Corey in that aspect where it's like, it's not even like I don't even want to have my phone out. I don't know when it happened, but there was some time at some point during our collegiate career where I transitioned to like, you know, always got to, you know, get a snap or two or whatever was going on to a point where like, I just, it literally just doesn't even come to mind. And I'm trying to think, and I think when, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I think when certain people bring up like, I got to take a picture. I get annoyed sometimes only because if it's a consistent behavior of them to always want to take out their phone and take a boomerang and then take a picture of the food. And then we're randomly talking and they haven't just catch old convo. Like in retrospect, like definitely, of course, I, I see like snap memories on my phone. Time, and I laugh at like the dumb shit. I think I send them to Mike every once in a while. Like, yo, look at the shit that's on my mm-hmm. phone from six years ago. But at the same time, I feel like it takes away from the moment sometimes. And so I think in my head, I've just suppressed that action almost entirely, unless it's like, I really think about like, oh, yo, this is a, we should get a dope picture right here. Like, this would be nice. Uh, but I don't know how to balance it, to be honest. Because I think if I was to document things and have that balance, to be honest, I would want like to do like voice recordings or something. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. right, I think in my head, my hand, my hand, like writing, physically writing or like typing it. It's not enough because I really think there's enough diction, even though I'm, I'm pretty monotone, according to everybody. But I feel like there's enough emphasis in the words I use for it to give true context to what is happening in that moment. Like, me, like, you know, we know how there's 20 different versions of that's crazy. Like, 
they're really like when I say it, it really becomes 21. There's an actual one. Like I really feel like the how I say things matter. So I don't having this conversation is like, damn, I probably gotta do some voice memos or something. And but you know, that's like a personal thing. I don't know how to do that. And I'm not gonna voice memo, you know, we're all at the cookout and I'm gonna have my voice memo like this, like an op recording Mike and Corey talking about God knows what and then play it back 20 years. <laughs> like that's crazy. So I don't know, I don't know how to balance that. I feel like it's just it's one of the things where I think you need to find a medium that doesn't take away from the experience. That's the most important thing to me. Like I like pictures, I like videos. I don't like them to the point where I feel like it absorbs the moment. I want them to be a casual part of what's going on. So that's my two cents. I agree. Yeah. I think, you know, I think, you know, on my end, what I've noticed is a lot of, you know, times, especially if you talk to like older people that have like the photo albums and, you know, all those things like that, it's not necessarily meant to document a whole experience necessarily, but I think more to like, like serve as a signal, right? You know, like, hey, you know, I didn't take a picture at the concert, at dinner, at breakfast, at the hotel, but I took a picture, you know, at the Grand Canyon, you know, on this family vacation. And that can typically serve as a reminder of some of the other events, other events that took place. Oh, that was the time you got car sick. And, you know, that was the, that was your first time on a plane, right? It, it's, it's a signal more so than it is meant to be all encompassing. And I think, you know, I'm trying to start doing that. Like, Hey, I'm not going to take a picture at the beach or, you know, at, but I'm going to take a picture in front of the Mexico sign, right. To just let mm-hmm. this serve as a reminder that this is where I went. And, you know, I probably will go back more times and maybe I might need to do something different each time, but maybe something to serve as a signal. That way I'm like, all right, I'm not having my phone out all day, but I do want to remember this trip, you know, in some way, shape or form too. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I'm trying to get like you. <laughs> look, I'm, look, I'm, st- I'm, believe me, I'm still, ask. I'm still yeah. learning. I am definitely still learning. <laughs> Um, but I think that leads also to my next question, obviously capturing life and, you know, documenting the journey has changed a lot over time, right? We went from, you know, the black and white photos where you had to get the whole family dressed up and this is your one photo every five years to, you know, then you had, you know, the Polaroids and the, uh, disposable cameras and stuff that you had the little windups, you know, those was fun. And now we essentially take so many pictures on our phones that, you know, we never print out, right? It's sort of, like you said, sometimes it's just snap memories that we have or just in the camera roll or on the iCloud. Is there, you know, do you all have like a preference as you think about, you know, documenting your journey that like for me, I think one of the things that I want to try to do moving forward is whether it be every six months or every year, Mm -hmm. you know, get some pictures from the, you know, I don't, I don't even know where you get pictures from printed out anymore. (laughs) Right, you know, get you can some. go something. You can go to any photo. <laughs> right, they still there. They, they still got those photo centers there. We just walk past them all the time. And they never, <laughs> they never be working, bro. They yeah, nobody like, staff behind that. Oh, you can oh. self serve. They're, they're all, they're all self serve now, right? Yeah. They never got, they never got the cord. They never mm-hmm. be working. You gotta go in the car and get your own cord. That's <laughs> tough, yo. That's mad tough. I don't think people know that. You could then go to Walmart and get like images on the blanket or something. You can do whatever you want at the mm-hmm. Like they actually print off. But that's very true. Um, no, but seriously, like, is there a preference, you know, in terms of, hey, I'm going to keep stuff on my Google photos or, 
hey, I'm going to try to like actually make a physical photo album so that I have something tangible, you know, in my in my home or whatever the case is. As you look at like obviously the old school versus new school ways of, of documenting. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a real throwback, man. Photo books felt like they felt like they were like photo albums, the like physical photo albums felt like they were like you know archaic, like passed down to the family. Like I didn't want to, I even want to even like even think about like taking the picture out of there. Like it was all dusty. We was all babies. Like you know, all the tender moments that you don't remember. Um, yeah, that's actually a good idea. That'd be pretty cool too. Yeah, I think I I need both. I'm the type of person that has to be a backup. So my Google photo needs to have a physical copy. Really? Exactly. Um, so I I don't know if y'all y'all probably rich. I'm broke and I have team mobile. Oh gosh. No oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't want to deny it. Um no, but T Mobile's not serious. You gotta move off of that though. <laughs> but the thing is T Mobile has something called T Mobile Tuesday, where they give you a bunch of coupons mm-hmm. on Tuesday. And one thing they do, and they do it randomly, and I always sometimes I forget it and I be tight. They have like a coupon where you can go print out like 24 by six photos at Walgreens or CVS or like a couple of five by sevens or like one or two 10 by 12s. Um, and I like that. So I'll go through my phone. I'll pick like, you know, five or 10 of my favorite photos, like me or a bunch of people, people and I'll print them out and I'll just have, like, I don't have a photo book yet, obviously. Maybe like, I think of some of them I had like put on my like fridge at the crib or um, I put them up in a frame. But like, I like that type of stuff. Now, as you can see, I only do it when it's free from T-Mobile. I don't go spend my own money. That's crazy. That gets pricey. Um, but I want something like that just because there's just more, I don't know, there's something doper um, about looking at a picture, a physical picture. Like you can like go on your phone, like everybody's hanging out, yo, you remember this? And we start to do the picture, but like you hold it, like even we have like the little Polaroids, but yo, you remember this? And it's really like, we took the Polaroid last year, but it looks like we took it in like 03. Like this is something like that brings that richness, richness of the memory that I always felt like was just doper. Like I will look at pictures of myself from like four or five years old. And I like, I'll like take the little Polaroid like camera. I'm just like, or the, the picture. I'm just like, dang, man. I look young as hell. Like, and it, I don't think it just, it's going to have that same emphasis when I scroll through my iPhone 20 or Samsung 35 in 20 years versus me holding it. Like ha- just physical pictures have unmatched nostalgia. So I need both. But I, I still want the digital copy. Don't get confused. Like, I, exactly. that's not, I mean, like, I, I need a picture of the wall. Like, you know, exactly. Like that. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's going to make make your own, though. Like, yeah, like my parents got all of us graduating from high school in the living room and college. Mm-hmm. Once Robert graduates, going to be there too. Like the physical one, you know, we could all have the best phones in the world. They're going to get printed out and put in the living room. <laughs> so everybody who comes visit the fam can see everybody's up there with their nice little cap and gown. So the, the physical one's got to be there. Um, I think, I don't know if I could do, I, not if I can do, I don't know if I can commit to a photo book because all the photo books in my family, like they're almost like just timelines. Like you pick up a book and you know it's oh this is from 03 to 04. This is from 86 to 88 and so on and so forth. So I I don't know if I have enough pictures where I you, I might have one photo book and it's gonna be the entire 2020. So I don't think enough pictures. That's boring. So again, I have to take more pictures. Um but then that comes to the question of videos. And I'm I'm getting long-winded here, but like of course videos. That one's a little bit harder. That has to be digital. Like I'm not bringing yeah. out a VHS. I'm not bringing out a DVD. There's no Blu-ray burning over here. So I just got to keep that somewhere safe. Um, but I, I, videos are hilarious, too. I like videos. Thanks. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, then make sure people don't lose their backups on their phone. That's <laughs> like you know, between every time you get a new phone. Mm-hmm. I backed up my entire laptop. It took a day. That's how much this stuff I have on here. Um, but I left. I should have brought it with me to um, where I moved to in Kentucky, but I left it at home just in case anything ever happened in Kentucky. I could just fly back home in my backup and say. <laughs> but now I'm thinking like, dang, I need, what if I need to back up this whole thing again? I don't have it. So now I might have to buy another one to back up my backup, which is tough. Um, but that's pretty when you're in when you're in tech. You just think all your backs will fail, so you buy another backup. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's true. I'll I, I, I say real quickly, I learned that when yeah. I started buying hard drives, I had like, I started log on to like photography. So I had like the like little 16, 20 gigabyte like mm-hmm. um flash drives. I'm like, nah, I need some more. All right, like dang. Let me go up to like one terabyte. And then now I have like I have, I have one terabyte, a two terabyte, and a four terabyte. Like, exactly. I use for different reasons. I kind of want six terabyte one just to put them all. I'm like, dang, you know what's good? If I could take all this data. Oh, them, yo, Mike think, Mike think just like me, yo. I was looking at a couple of like five or six terabyte ones the other day. I'm like, hey, I can put this on here. I can put They're not that bad. They're like going like a hundred cent dollars. Like, oh yeah, they're cheap on Amazon. But then I've been reading the reviews sometimes and they'd be scaring me. I was like, yo, I backed up everything on there and law and everything disappeared. I'm like, don't tell me that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been I've been hearing a lot about people joints corrupting and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. like, my my hap, mine got it didn't get corrupted, but like I need to go into the recovery to like access it. I don't know why what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I use it. I, this is the one I use to um back on my laptop though. So yeah, um, with the with the um what's it called time machine? Yeah, we're on, on that. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but it's true. That's true. That happened to mine recently. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And sometimes the one I use for my um. Game system too. It would be like, oh, it got corrupted. Like, what, what you getting corrupted for? It, bro, like, it'd be the dumbest. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense to me. So I need, I need to go. I need to go make sure I go home next time and collect all the memory cards from like the digital cameras. Yeah. I feel like oh, there yeah. was a there was a phase between like oh two and like twenty ten where stuff just got lost on digital camera memory cards and never got printed out. No, no, oh, yeah, that's tough. And I need to go make sure. I know they're still there, but like obvious, like I just want to make sure that, like you said, there is a backup for Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Because you know that memory cards be getting lost in like change jars. I'm like, yo, where's this memory card for this camera? Facts. (laughs) Nah, that's facts. I think yeah. There's there's um the one company I I use um and they're solid. I think it's called Seagate. When you buy their hard drive, I think it allows you to register online. I think you could like put a cloud copy up or something like that. Or like there's like a warranty that you have with the hard drive and everything and all your data files, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't think I finished setting it up because I got lazy, unfortunately. Um, but that's something I always kind of look for when I buy a chair. I was like, yeah, what's y'all like warranty plan? Like, is, is there any way I can back this up on the cloud and this hard drive if I wanted to? Because it's not really the most sensitive data. It really just be like every document I ever wrote. <laughs> every music file and then like a bunch of pictures like mad screenshots pictures videos like ra- random rap sessions from high school like it'd just be a bunch of stuff I-, I probably could delete but i'm like nah i gotta keep this yo this is gonna, this is gonna put this, this is gonna be in the museum one day or something so i just have it um but yeah so something to keep in mind everybody get a hard drive please back up your stuff don't call back up your phone oh my god people think i call backup on the table it will not get a laptop yeah Two-factor yeah. authentication too. But, uh, of course, you got to have the education. If you don't know what it is, then go look it up, please. <laughs> on everything, put on everything. Everything, right, go, please, go. Yeah. please do. Get more than two. Get as many factors as you can. Facts. It's free. It's very free. <laughs> Just click a switch and put a code in. It's very easy to get that security. 
Um, all right. So last question. I think we talked about it a little bit when we first started, but how I know we talked about the importance, but how would you think you would go about documenting the struggles or the failures? Um, I wouldn't say in a way that like to make them sound nicer or anything like that. But obviously, like when you're going through a struggle, when you're going through a failure, you're not like, oh, let me go. Let me go document this. Let me go, you know, write this down. Like you're like, no, how do I get out of this? Right. Like, I think how do you find that balance of. All right. Let me make sure, like, as soon as I get out of this, that I, you know, write this down potentially or document this in some way, you know, whether it be like daily journaling. Right. Are the struggles the ones that are written versus the ones that got pictures? Um, or the struggles that ones that like Steven said are voice memo, right? How do you sort of, would you make that distinction between documenting success and documenting struggle? Because like we said, mm -hmm. they're both valuable, you know, to our growth. I'll say, I have a short answer. Um, I say that you, you should only do stuff like that. You should only document things when you're ready, when you feel like you're ready, you know? And I don't think you should rush it or force it. Cause then that's, I think that creates a negative relationship with it. Then you become aversive or you start to avoid it. You know, because it's gonna distress you out a lot more if it if it builds up in your head like that. Um, like you know, sometimes habits are important. Repetition habits, discipline beats everything all the time. Um, and but at sometimes like you know, you have to listen to your emotions every now and then and be like, you know, if this is too difficult, it's too touchy, you know, it's just like if it feels like an open wound when you have to like when you think about it, you return like you know, you might not done healing from it. Like, you know, you're not done to talk about it in a way that's beneficial to like the purpose of what we're talking about in the conversation, you know. Like the document is like positive memory, not you know, I was a stream of consciousness of anger or like upset or, I, you know, I'm writing all these negative things about this person or this situation. Like, you know, I think you should come to a point where it's like, okay, now I'm ready to put this down somewhere, talk about it, write about it, tell somebody. <laughs> whatever your medium is, uh, whatever artistic, you know, or expression or communication expression that you choose. Yeah, I, 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 I close on what Mike says. I think, um, I think just you got to short note it, I think, type of thing. Um, and then expand upon it whenever you get the chance. Um, I think it's very easily as days pass on to talk about something in breath in a moment. Because it's not, your failures aren't like an excited moment in your life. And they're not always going to be the most erratic failures. They could, they could be municipal, but they're still mm -hmm. a failure in its own right. Um, so the more time that passes, the less details you can equate to it unless you have, you know, Steven Sam's memory, of course, just kidding. Um, and so I think it's just one of those things where you gotta make note of like, oh, okay, this day, this happened. So you can kind of at least reference things and then it kind of at least helps you get an idea of how you can uh, talk about it further. But I mean, talking about when you are writing about it or doing whatever when you feel comfortable is best because I think you have the most clear thoughts when you mm -hmm. put it down. And I think that's probably what's more important than you know, you write about your failures in a lot of time. You're like, man, I'm garbage. Let me tell y'all what happened today. And not like y'all, like, what y'all. But it's like, yeah, this happened. You know, I messed up. I'm terrible. This, that, and the third one. You look at it, it probably isn't, maybe as bad as you say it is, but I guess how you're approaching it or how you talk about it isn't going to be the most uh, enriched. It's not going to be the most enriching way or the most way somebody can get something from it. It just sounds like you're bashing yourself. So it don't, it don't gotta be beautiful, but like in a way where somebody can read your failures and interpret what went wrong is important if you're doing it for that purpose. No, I think those, those are really good points. Um, definitely, definitely gonna actually try to take some of my own 
advice in thoughts and y'all thoughts from this conversation because I think as we get older it becomes more and more important to document like you said we like we said before the pod like we won't be young forever right we mm-hmm. get old quick and, and it's going to be important to to document these stories to be able to share these stories to have an accurate reflection right because you know dudes that didn't really do nothing on the court and then they get old and they'd be like yo remember when I used to score 50 I'm like bro like and then they friend be like I was there no you didn't so we want to make sure we got the accurate representation so nobody can't say nothing um but yeah I appreciate y'all for having this conversation I think it was impactful I don't think we need a part three but we're gonna see um Mm -hmm. of just this you know documentation next generation um you know, thoughts that I've been having over the past couple months that I'm glad y'all participated in this conversation with me on. And so what we're going to move on now to uh, is the table talk question. Um, I think we're, are we good? To, are we good to share? Yeah, I got you. I can play okay. it right now. Whatever you want um, to intro it or not. Yeah, let me intro it real quick. So mm-hmm. for folks that don't know, a couple of weeks ago, um, well, for, for folks that don't know at all, um, Cam Newton, former Carolina Panthers quarterback, uh, started a podcast um, and one of his clips went viral about two weeks ago. I want to say um, we're going to play the clip and really just the thought, just we just want the overall thoughts um, on the clip. So let's play the clip real quick. Bad bitch is a person who's just, you know, girl, I'm a bad bitch. You know, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I, 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 I looked apart, but I don't act apart. Okay. You know, and it's a lot of, women who are bad bitches and i say bitches in in, in a way not to degrade a woman but just to 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 go off the aesthetic of what they deem is a boss chick Mm -hmm. now a woman for me is handling your own but knowing how to cater to a man's needs Mm -hmm. right and I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, like I'm a this, I'm a dad. No, baby. Like, but you can't cook. Okay. You don't know, you don't know when to be quiet. You mm. don't know how to allow a man to lead. And so that was the clip. Um, I actually don't think that was on Cam Newton's podcast. I think no, that was I, on uh, Wallow and Wallow. Gil's podcast, uh, Million Dollars Worth of Game. But uh, ultimately, regardless of which podcast it was on, the clip, overall thoughts um, on that clip for the Table Talk conversation today? Dudes be setting up myself for failure. I'd be amazed. I'd, yeah. I'd be amazed. By I mean, his, lang- his language is definitely misogynistic, but I think that there's just a growing issue with, um, not growing issue. I think that there's, we're always going to have this issue of like stereotypes that you project on but what's i'm like i always say you know love is different for everybody but we're only talking about like heterosexual like relationships that's the only thing i can speak on like love it like once we, we once we project these stereotypes on like gender roles and like what people are aren't supposed to do now now he's giving his opinion on you know what he views as modern women you know and, and that, that is what it is i'm not saying what he says is love of course but i'm just saying like you know as long as we're stuck in like like projecting like you know what each other and i think it, it works um it, it can it can be negative at times in both directions um uh, but i think that the more we we project those those stereotypes it's it's hurt it's hurting it's hurting how we can actually form a, real, a better union if that makes sense between in our partnerships now if that's your goal if that makes sense now if your goal is to 
want that want your relationship to be a, a partnership to be a union to be something i think that we don't i think people don't don't get don't engage with like um concessions enough or like making compromises to make things work uh, or like you know delving down what we expect in terms of instead of what's the reality between us as people and I, i'll be right there yeah i think you know cam is a victim of his own mind clearly i think when it comes to the video because even I, th I think I've heard uh, uh, not point people who try to quote unquote I guess, articulate what he says in a more polite manner or whatever. But I think when you're on, and again, you know, we can do our best to assume he's talking from a heterosexual normal course. But when you say "woman" without prefacing that, you know, it's always going to come off mm -hmm. as you're talking to all women. And that's we, true. That's true. You know, and the times we live mm -hmm. in, and I wouldn't say because of the times, and just in general, you know sexuality and gender is all on the spectrum, you're always going to sound crazy the minute you pre preface how a woman should act versus a man on the that side of the spectrum, whatever. They can't see my hand motions, but I'm pointing to like, I'm making a low mm -hmm. spectrum. Um, and I think, and, and, I, and, I, and I think it, it doesn't do, I think the country doesn't do anything because people who aren't even thinking about this will now think these are talking points for why they want what they want when they're really not at all. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, there's all, when it comes to stereotypes, as Mike said, there is a growing disdain for um, loud, proud women in that aspect, I guess is what you can call it. Uh, women that are very assertive in how they operate in spaces. And I think uh, more and more recently, you've been seeing a lot of different athletes, rappers, famous individuals try to like tone down that type of woman um, and whatever way they deem fit because they might be more traditional, maybe they didn't grow up seeing that, whatever the reason may be, it's it's a shot at them per se. And if that's not what you if that's not what you want, that's cool. Um, but I think the way he went about it was terrible. Like, you know, zero out of 10, you know, you could there, there's so many ways you can articulate what you what you prefer in a woman versus saying those women can't do anything for you. Yeah. And, and he's that, also he's clearly ahead. like targeting a specific type of woman. Sorry to cut you off. I'm like, you yeah. know, like, like you're saying, you're talking about language. Like, you know, you're, you're literally saying, oh, there's you, we know which group of women call themselves bad bitch. Like, yeah, not, we, we know. It's, it's not surprise, like, you know? it's no surprise, bro. Like, yeah, you, you don't need a tap dance on it. But, and he, he and the, I think what was funny in that video yeah. is he, when he, when he tried to catch himself when he said, uh, bitches, and I called him bitches, it's like, no, 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 no. That's right. right. That, that was already there, bro. Like, that. You, you know, as a grown man, as a black man, you can't like you can get that off in a rap lyric. You're not getting that off in an interview when you're talking about women and just or a conversation. It. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's it just does not fly. Um, yeah, so okay. tough scene for the man's butt. But at this point, you know, I think he he knows he can kind of he has he has a license to say whatever he wants because you know it's the world we live in. So at the day, like he got he got dragged on a couple sports networks. They forgot about it. the next day. Went back to Kyrie and Katie. So yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he'll find the woman he's it, looking for. I'm about to say, <laughs> so, and also people who, people who think like that. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. think like that, and, and people also underestimate how many people think just like Cam Newton, but just aren't famous and don't play football. Uh, so this is a very normalized style amongst a lot of people. Um, and so, but I don't, I, I'm not changing Cam Newton, so I'm not. I can, I can disagree with him. I can tell him why he sound crazy, but I don't think Cam Newton listened to Stephen Sam in Kentucky. So, yikes. Why are you laughing, Mike? <laughs> that was a great conclusion to your monologue. <laughs> That's valid. valid. 
Um, appreciate y'all. I think that was a really good conversation today. Um, episode 81. Let's do one more thing. We got to do plug a plug. Um, this week, I want to do a uh, hometown uh, business. Uh, shout out to my hometown barber does an amazing job. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. My guy Amrit, uh, who owns Amrit's Grooming Lounge um, out of Hamden, Connecticut. So does an amazing job. So if you're in the greater New Haven area, please uh, give Amrit a look, give him a call, schedule your appointment. Um, he is on Instagram at Amrit underscore Grooming Lounge. That's A-M-R-I-T underscore Grooming Lounge. We're going to put that at um, in the description of the podcast today. But if you if you need your, your haircut, you just want that overall uh, good experience, man, make sure y'all go give Amrit um, a call and schedule an appointment today. Uh, plug a plug, Hamden, Connecticut, Amrit's Grooming Lounge. My man. Um, and so with that being said, we're going to transition into everybody's favorite segment. <laughs> Pass the ox. Um, Steven was trying to cheat today, but we, we, we called him out on it. I was um, screaming. It was a soft cheat. Yeah. I just wanted to test the waters, but you know, it's cool. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I always, I always keep a song in the tuck, man. I always keep a song in the tuck. Dope, uh, dope. Um, so I'll go first. I think I'm a little slower than y'all. Um, so I'll go first. This is an artist that I just came across a couple weeks ago. So I'm back trying to find my new underground artist bag. So mm-hmm. shout out to all those uh, alternative R&B playlists, all those, you know, new artist playlists. Uh, the artist's name is Dylan Sinclair. He's actually dropping a project uh, the 11th of May. So a couple weeks. And this is the mm-hmm. single off that new project. The song is called Lifetime. I'm just saying cause in this world I'm in things are changing might be famous one day that's a lot to handle on its own could you trust me when I'm on the road with beautiful woman from LA and London oh I hope I don't change like the wind I hope you don't miss who I am one day you don't have a clue what you say I hope I don't change I hope I don't change like the wind I hope you don't miss who I am
That was Lifetime by Dylan Sinclair. Um, the album comes out May 11th. The uh, album title is No Longer in the Suburbs. So the album title sound fire. I got I to gotta figure out what that's about. So make sure y'all check that out. May 11th. Again, Dylan Sinclair, not, No Longer in the Suburbs. The song is called Lifetime. Nice slow jam. Nice slow jam. Who were you playing that for, Corey, when you heard it? Huh? I was, um, I was actually listening to a playlist. Interesting. With who? You saw how I made note of it as soon as I put I put it in the group chat. So obviously mm. I wasn't focused on other events. I was just listening to uh, advertise before the meal. Got it. Anyway, <laughs> um, albums, albums. I'll go next. Uh, so I got my boy Questy Arthur, big homie Flea. He just dropped the album, Son of Jacob. I want to say it was last week. Pretty good album. I like it a lot. Um, without further ado, you already know how we get it on this Afro Beach, Afro Rap. Um, so I'm going to let it slide. You don't call it. Tabel! Tabel! Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take on any of you niggas if you try bring me the sun. Any of you niggas and I put that on my mama. Any of you niggas and nobody want no drama. Oh no. Why would God tell me I want to me coming in no way, yeah, bitch? I've been doing overtime, I'm trying to get rich. Been flying across the world, lifestyle, this is it. Oh no. I be picking the locks, I was getting impatient, streets get me away, then they look at you funny when you be chasing your dreams, I still they keep up my pace, me no hearing chorus, you they call me broski, but cross me, you forget for love shit, say mu di mu concern, don't you dare involve me, what I do for the homies, I deserve a trophy, so nipa that say nipa no crash, I want me hard with just that crash, I want me hard with just that crash, she go do anything I tell her, Quissy Arthur and Big Homie Flea, son of Jacob. You can get on Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere y'all get music. That song was drama. Make sure you check out his project because um, he's been dropping some heat recently. So, yeah, it came out last Friday. So, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, for this week, I, uh, I'm on my study grind. Uh, some artists I just go to because I'm excited about it. Uh, this is one of them, oh, definitely a familiar sound. Uh, so the song is called Mariota featuring Stove God Cooks by uh, West Side Gun. Conductor. Running for Costa Mary, all the throwing back 
featuring Stove God Cooks by Westside Gun. Yo, Mike, which album did you like better that came out last year from him? Uh, hold on, let me go. I have to look at the names. The one that that song is off, I like better. The one that that song is on? Yeah, the um, the Hitler words Hermes eight. They're both yeah, they're both A, but the the, the other one, one side B, the one the yeah side B, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I like mm-hmm. the side A. Better. Like the side A better. Mm-hmm. That's the kind. Of, I mean, that's just the I, side B has a lot of great great songs in there, but side A is like the type of music that I like. From him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I like Fly Guy too. I think I liked a lot. Yeah, I think I like Side A better too. But my favorite song from both of them is actually on Side B, uh, "Hell on Earth Part 2. That's a fire song. You know when they exactly. You have to do it anytime. Come on, come on, man! They always got one. I need that one. Um, Dope, dope. Um, So again, we got to get back into the voting for for these weeks to see who who put out the most fire. That's true. App podcast need to add like a, a poll option like Spotify. They playing. Yeah, so get get on that. Um, we're gonna add that voting option some way, shape, or form. So t- to that point, make sure you follow us on Instagram at AD Convos on Instagram at AD Convos. Make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast streaming platform you love to listen to us on. Uh, leave a comment, leave a rate, a review. We appreciate it. Um, all the feedback uh, we are we accept and we appreciate. So make sure y'all go ahead and do that. But with that being said, appreciate y'all for having the conversation this week. This has been episode 81 after dinner conversations. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Conversations.